On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Christy Gayton from Start Planner. Start Brands is really it. She's got all sorts of incredible material out there to help people not only plan their financial life, but also plan their finances and business. And so we talked about the big things to look out for as far as your finances uh, in business are concerned. This is honestly something we should be talking about like half the time because it is so important. You know, we talk about marketing, uh, you know, we talk about sourcing, we talk about all the stuff on secrets to scaling your e-commerce brand, but finances are so important. If you do not have your finances down, if you don't have a cash flow statement, if you don't know what you your cash flow is going to potentially look like in a year or five years, then you could be in for absolute disaster, right? Maybe things will go well, but if unless you plan and you know where to start to plan, you know, things could potentially go wrong. And so Christy and I walked through this. I absolutely love talking to her. Uh, I think I've made a new, really good friend uh, and you guys are really going to enjoy this. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look if you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount i highly recommend gorgeous Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands and it saves us tens, if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets of Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Uh, I have an incredible conversation coming up today with Christy Gayton from Start Planner uh, and Start the, the Start group of companies. Um, so Christy, welcome to Secrets to Scaling. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like all good podcast episodes, we talked for about 15 minutes uh, before we started. Uh, so you know that this is going to be a good one. I am just really looking forward to um, hearing your story, hear you talk on finance, which is one of those things, it's similar to like school, like 
why do we not learn finance in school? It's like one of the most important things that we have to deal with in our life that really like is foundational and sets us up. And yet we don't really talk about it. It's like people like the the phrase, you know, people who are scared to talk about money don't have money, <laughs> right? And it's funny how that's become something in the e-com world in and just in business in general, right? Like people just don't like to talk about money and finance, yet it's what we it's the the gas in the engine that actually allows us to to do things and to make a real impact so i'm really looking forward to that anyway all that to say christy for people who don't know you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do Hmm, who I am. So I am Christy. I'm a mom of three boys. I am very purpose-driven. I love helping other people find solutions. I'm, I'm, I see the world in, in systems and operations, and I try to be efficient wherever possible. And I kind of found myself in a niche uh, of finance from a very young age. At the age of 13, I was reconciling lawyers, account firms, and it just became a knack of mine. I love that balance. I love that the clean lines and understanding the numbers. And so it, I kind of got backwards into where I am now. I don't know how, we know we don't have too long, but I have a short little story I can tell you if you want. You want a little, little history of myself? I love stories so much. Please go for it. Okay, so it's, it's short. So, and I hope some of you guys can relate. I feel like a lot of times we hear just the success and you should understand your numbers and you should, and I'm going to tell you this from a place of, I didn't know my damn numbers. Like I didn't know anything. And I've always loved finance. Like I said, um, I got married at 19, a really young age, started my first company at 21. It was a creative industry. I was able to turn a business and a profit really quick because I approached a creative business from a business perspective. And uh, I started teaching other creatives how to run their business. In the middle of that, I came out with a product called Start Planner, which is a tool that you can be uh, knowing your numbers, organize your life, organize your budgets, really being able to look for. That has been an evolution of, of turning into the system and the product that it is today. So that's Start Planner. Is that primarily business focused or is that or is that for anyone? It's for anyone. I mean, we have a quarterly product that I would say uh, 40% of the users use it from a business perspective because it does have the profit and loss and, and looking at those cash flow numbers in it. So for me, I use a weekly planner that's dated for my home life and then I use a quarterly for my business. Gotcha. Um, I have everything automated from a business perspective, from numbers. I use QuickBooks online, but I am a visionary. So I need to see and, and be able to plan out from a vision perspective what's right in front of me. So in addition to using Excel, I also like to use pen and paper with my numbers. Mm. So, and then I just kind of went down this very weird path of that looking back at, I felt like it was a really hard path, but looking back, it was with intent purpose. I got divorced and I realized I knew my business numbers really, really well, but I didn't know my personal numbers at all. So I actually started doing what I did in business with my personal numbers. So I run QuickBooks online with my personal numbers. Now I can, I know a profit and loss of my actual numbers. I know how much my kids cost me, my overhead, like those things that you should know of a business <laughs> perspective. I know from a personal perspective. And you would be surprised. Majority of people don't. It's like you said, it's not taught. And I'm saying this from a place of, I didn't either. Until I was like met with, my kids need food on the table. I need to make sure I can provide that for them. I didn't know that. So that kind of got developed and that's um, start knowing your numbers. So I only open that course up about twice a year. And okay. so it just kind of developed into me acquiring some commercial property and, and doing this and all of these things I've been able to do because I have my numbers. So here I am, you know, in my mid thirties and I'm very grateful for the opportunities, but I've went through a lot of stuff and a really 
a really a lot of hard times that I will authentically say, like, I'm built to be an entrepreneur. And I've been in seasons of my life where I'd be like, I just want to show up and get a paycheck and go home. I don't want to be an entrepreneur right now. But I think that we all go through that. And understanding your numbers and knowing your numbers really just gives you that vision to be able to make those decisions and pivot when you need to pivot. Because let's be real, like owning a business is, is the evolution of the art of being able to know how or when to pivot. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I want to get into a couple things here because there's there's some really sort of like profound stuff that we're we're talking about here. Let's talk about about numbers. And was, sorry, before all of this, you know, when when I went on my pedestal and told everyone you need to know your numbers, I also have gone through near bankruptcy earlier in my life. Uh, in my early twenties, uh, I owned a restaurant, a Taco Del Mar restaurant. It was horrible. Lost at the time about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which to a twenty one year old or twenty whatever I was twenty five at the time, that is a lot of money. That is that is you know, now would be, uh, you know, about 10 or 20 times that amount. So I did not know my numbers. I knew absolutely nothing about any of that. I just thought, oh, I want to get into business and this is awesome. But I I knew nothing. I wouldn't have known when we were going to ever make money. Looking back on it now, I'm like, I don't think we ever would have made money with the, the cost structure that we had. I'm sure that there was a point. But yeah, uh, I just want to say from an empathetic standpoint for our listeners, um, this is not you know, Christy and I being like, oh man, we just know like everything. This is great. You guys just need to like follow us. No, this is from coming from an empathetic standpoint of being like, oh man, did I ever not know what I was doing back then? And I hope that Christy and I can, you know, help you guys uh, along that journey a little bit. So Christy, let's talk numbers. What do people really need to start with, right? If I, I love thinking about everything that we do as, you know, crawl, walk, run. What's the crawl when it comes to looking at your business finances? Well, I think the first thing is having up-to-date numbers. Most people that I speak to from a business perspective, they know their last year's tax return or, you know, it's imperative that you have a system in place that provides you with up-to-date numbers so that you can make real-time decisions. So every week, almost every three days, my company books are reconciled. So I know exactly where that is. So you can automate that. I use QuickBooks Online and we have Shopify stores for, I'm just talking about my online e-commerce brands and that all syncs. So it's all behind the scenes. It syncs and then we just reconcile it. That gives me the ability to run three different reports. So if you don't know, if these reports to you are foreign, they were foreign to me at one point in my life too. Uh, Like Jordan said, like some of our biggest mistakes or positions we've put ourselves in from a business perspective where we didn't quite know and we have to figure it out, right? is how a lot of this came about. But you should know three reports, which is your statement of cash flows. It's probably the one that I use the least, but it is still very imperative to, you know, if you don't have the funds or the financing, and if you're ordering inventory, things like that, you need to know. You're making payroll, those type of things. Then you've got the profit and loss, which is something that I run all the time, and a balance sheet. So a balance sheet is going to give you really a glance over a certain period of time. A profit and loss is really going to just bring your, you know, showing you your net, your income minus your expenses, what is, what is the amount, the money, the company is making money or losing money over a given period of time where the balance sheet's going to show everything. It's going to show your assets, your liability, your owner's equity, the overall healthiness of the business. And those two reports and understanding them and knowing them is what gives you those that information to make decisions. So that's what I was talking about, the start knowing your numbers. I actually haven't even taught it from a business perspective yet. I actually only teach it from a consumer perspective. So people should know what is your profit and loss with 
you know, your house? What is your overhead? What do your kids cost you? How much are you spending on groceries? How much you, a lot of times we don't know these things and we fly by the seat of our pants, both from a consumer perspective and a business perspective. And you can't, you cannot make business decision, home decisions, nothing without knowing your numbers, period. Absolutely. I read, uh, I think it was, it was a couple of years ago, uh, where uh, I'm just outside of Vancouver and, uh, in the Vancouver sun, there was this, uh, kind of tongue in cheek article where this uh, doctor and dentist wrote in to say how they just couldn't make ends meet living in Vancouver. You know, we, we all kind of understand the, the two salaries. That's probably, you know, a combined 800,000 to a million dollars in income per year. And they, they were writing in kind of sobbing that they couldn't make ends meet. Obviously, that started a long time ago, right? <laughs> like making certain decisions and actually not knowing your numbers because anybody in this day and age should be able to survive uh, on a household income of 800,000 to a million dollars. Um, it's just kind of a funny sort of like look into how it doesn't really matter how much money you make. If you don't understand that, then you will not be profitable at the end of the day, right? And you'll just continue to rack up debt and not actually be able to move forward. Let's move on from the P&L. And what's the next sort of thing that you look at when you teach people? So once you have a system in place, you have to make sure that you have a routine that'll kind of govern that system. So now that you understand what a profit and loss statement is, now you understand what a balance sheet is. Now you understand what a statement and cash flow. You have a routine system that you're sitting down. I like to do quarters at a time from a business perspective because I think the one thing that we've been taught is we can't really predict too far in the future. With everything that's happened in economy and COVID and just all the different variables, 90 days for me from a business perspective. So I I always say 91.5, which is have a 90 day solid driven in at any given time, you know, where money's going out, money's going in, you know, 30% of marketing, how you're going to do this, do that. Like you can't, if you are someone that runs an e-commerce store and you're ordering inventory, like how do you know production lead times and all this? How do you know what to order? If you don't know though, that one year and that five year out. So the one mm. year is a solid Solid, I also recommend from a business perspective. What is my one-year plan? Knowing my exact numbers, this is what I'm going to be ordering, like overarching. And the, the beauty about this, you guys, is if you are just starting your company, that's going to be the harder part because then you're basically, you're coming up with a pro forma statement, which is nothing more than guessing what you're actually going to do. The beauty of this is if you have a company that has been established and you're wanting to have a growth plan or you're wanting to make a change, you can run a profit and loss statement from last year or profit and loss statement from the last quarter. The more close that you can be as far as looking at real-time stuff, the better. You run that, then you can make changes and pivots for this is what didn't work. I want to change this a little bit. Or I didn't quite push out enough inventory. Let's up that marketing budget a little bit. But the beauty is having those real-time numbers, being able to export a profit and loss statement, you then can start building pro forma statements for budgets for your future. Majority of companies that I sit down and talk to, don't know their numbers and don't have a forecasted budget. And you're literally flying blind, like talking about the doctor and the dentist. I would be very interested to see, number one, do they own their own company? So they are they even bringing home $400,000 a year? Or a lot of times more money, more problems. And then you just kind of, again, it's not ever taught. So I'm not judging. I'm not 
Specu- I am speculating, right? But I'm not judging, but more money, more problems. And then they alter their lifestyle and then they never quite have a, a solidified plan. That's why when you sit to, you go to meet with a financial advisor from a personal or a business perspective. And I would recommend that accountability. If you're like, finance just overwhelms me. That's fine. Like I've had business partners where I'm the financial person and they're the creative person. And they, you know, re- like have that person. You don't have to be in business with that person, but have that person. So, uh, and just really starting to understand your numbers. Cause if, if, if you don't know them, you don't have a budget. You, you're blindly flying into the future. And I just, absolutely. Rest, I, and I rest knowing like I, I have anxiety if I don't like I rest knowing I have a plan. Like that's just how I operate. Hence the start planner. That's why it's there. Yeah. So can, <laughs> can you walk me through a little bit, uh, a, a little bit of start planner? Sure. So wh- why would somebody use start planner versus just like, I don't know, a regular planner. So absolutely. Walk, walk, walk me through exactly what, uh, what sort of benefits uh, Start Planner has? So we're living in a day of technology, right? So why even use a planner when you can use apps or online or all the different things? I'm a combination of both. So something that about me is I am a little ADD. And that's actually common with a lot of entrepreneurs, actually. And I need things to be right in front of me. I need to see them. I need to cross it out. And I'm a visionary. Like, I have to be able to vision, like, where am I going? What am I doing? As I'm buying a piece of track right now, uh, I have three different visions of what I would actually do with it. And so for me, like a a business perspective, right? I've got three different visions, three different tiers. Like this is going to be plan A, plan B, plan C. Depending on what I can get past with the county might deter where I actually go. Depending on where I'm in my life, it might deter where I actually go. But in order to go into that business, right? I need to know what is my cost? What is my overhead? All of that different perspective. So getting back to the start planner, it helps me to, planning is not just planning forward. It's also like looking back. So the start planner, what it really does is encompasses goals from a personal perspective and a business perspective, plans, which is, you know, all the different things that, you know, education, where do I need to grow? What do I need to learn? Like there's so much that I still need to grow and learn on. And that just helps me to a place to keep it organized and aligned. My calendar, my schedule. I mean, let's be real. I have an iPhone. I have a multiple Macs. All of that is synced. I have iClouds. I am using calendars with shared people on Google, all of that. But that does not take away. I don't have a monthly calendar overview where I lay it down and map it out because my time is limited. So I use that monthly overview to map out from a home perspective. This week, I'm demoing my bathroom. From you know yeah. business perspective, this is going to be the theme this week. As I'm going through different launches with different companies and different cycles, I don't want to be putting launches on top of each other or not fully understanding. So I use that monthly overview to map that and vision that out, which to me is just extremely hard to do on a computer. And then from I a love date- that. I love you're kind of actually blowing my mind right now. I'm like, oh, I should start doing, having that bigger overlay over top of things. It's like imperative for me. And I don't, I don't, it's just how I'm kind of wired and it's what worked. And then, you know, but a lot has been tweaked. So I used to wake up early and be like an early grinder and go straight to work. So from a day-to-day perspective, I actually don't do that anymore. I was sacrificing sleep. I was sacrificing my health. So um, we actually redid the system about a year and a half, two years ago. And, you know, now my day starts with gratitude. It starts with a place I can put a quote, scripture message. So I actually try to wake up, you know, meditate, really go to the gym first, like instead of just working, repositioning that so that me, my self-care is number one, because a lot of times we we forget to do that. And when we don't, what's going to be the first thing that goes when our, when our self-care goes? Productivity. Health. And health. Yeah, yeah health like and productivity. Those are their, and yeah. health. I will guarantee you, actually, I can attest that when you're in a 
unhealthy state, you'll be spending way more money, time, energy, whatever, trying to get yourself back healthy. Um, so yeah. it's just, it's a and non-negotiable. You're, and you're living reactive. You're, you're living reactively at that point too, right? Which is such a different way than being proactive, right? Like I'm, I'm a huge seven habits of highly effective people fan. Yep. I, I read it every single year. I live it. I really, well, I try, I try to live it, but habit one is proactivity, right? That you like literally everything that happens to you, you have control over, you get to do, you get to react, right? Viktor Frankl talks about all the time that, or did talk about it, <laughs> right? That like, there is that little moment between stimulus and your reaction always, right? And so doing something like meditating and going out and exercising first thing, that's really living that proactive habit. And we see so many business owners that are just reacting to everything, right? And then you see- And I've been there. Yeah. Totally. It's called survival. And, And that's when you're in that fight or flight is what I call it fight or flight. Totally. Not a healthy place to be because you're not the best yeah. leader. You're not making the best decisions for your company. You're not making the best decisions for anyone because you are in fight or flight. You're yeah. surviving. You, you snap at people, right? You, you you start to notice people and this is not no judgment, but like you see people like, you know, big, you know, underneath their eyes, they look tired. They're gaining weight. They're not just, they're just not living the life that they want to live. Yep. And that all starts with being proactive. So I love it. I don't even know where where we're at in this conversation right now, (laughs) Chris. We were going, we were talking about the start planner. So basically from a daily, look, I'll rein you back in. From a daily perspective, it really just helps me to have that to-do list, knowing what that week, right? What that week looks like. I, every single morning, actually I start most of my to-do list the night before. That just helps me to sleep better. And it's just really right in front of me so that as I get up and like my feet are hit the ground running, they hit the ground running and the the direction it reminds me because these are not habits like I don't know if you're a Tony Robbins fan but he always says it's it's not it's not us that needs to be tweaked tweaked it's our habits it's my habits that I had to tweak and kind of redo to totally to making sure to find the balance and I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I do and that's exactly going to work for you like I think we're all individual people and we need to give ourselves grace and figure out what that is and wherever you're at on your journey I think that's fine give yourself grace and just figure it out what it, if something's not working and it is not just a season ask yourself yeah those two things, then you need to make a change, even if that's hard. And I think that ultimately a lot of, a lot of us are, it's the change part that's hard, right? You've owned a company for a while and it's worked and this is the method that's worked and it's no longer working or you're just going to keep trying it. No, like you have to change and pivot and you know, that's in everything, right? In relationships or. I was going to say like parenting, right? Yes. You you think, you think you've got it down and then you're like, and then you don't, my middle child is like, so driving me insane and not like my older child. It's not working. Yeah. So yeah. And we're all just trying to do the best we can, right? Yeah. Uh, Chrissy, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. Uh, What is your secret to scaling? Knowing my numbers. Um, I think that you have to know your product. You have to know your cost, whether you're offering a product or a service. And I think ultimately my secret also is, is it being driven on a purpose. So it's not, you know, I've went through different, you actually asked me before, you know, what is my drive? I've went through a season of my life where I wanted to, it was externally motivated. I was wanting to prove myself to other people mm-hmm. and get affirmations from them. And I have been an entrepreneur for a very, very long time and a hard worker for a very long time. So I went through that season. Then I went through a season where I needed the money. Like I was money motivated. I needed to make sure yeah. like things. And it was also, I just didn't want to fail. That fear of failure was motivating me. And then I'm in a season now where purpose-driven, and I think that ultimately when you can get to that, that is where there's magic. Because you, like, that's the secret to the sauce. Because if you're purpose-driven, it's authentic, and it flows, and it's easy, but you have to know your numbers to make it all make sense. 
Absolutely. It's kind of like the, the, the hierarchy of needs, right? In business, right? Like you have to be profitable and to be profitable, you have to know your numbers. And that to me is like the basic survival, right? And then you can start moving up and up. And this is not some unique idea. Uh, Mike Michalowicz has a great new book that is all based on that idea. And it's just like, it, it just makes so much sense to me. I, I wanted to, to reiterate one point that Christy brought up before too. You do not need to become an accountant right? If you're not a numbers person, bring somebody into your life and into your business who is, who can walk you through that. One of the biggest changes that we made is probably three or four years ago uh, when we hired a fractional CFO and that changed everything for us. Everything. We finally had these like forward looking cash flow statements. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need a million dollars next June. I didn't know that before. I had no clue that I, that I was going to need that. And so, and so he's actually now like an integral part of our businesses. And I brought him in as a partner on another business because he really knows numbers that well. And so if you guys can find that person, if you are not that person and you do need, you need to have a baseline, right? Like I am sure Christy would agree. You have to have a baseline of some sort of education, financial education. So you know what to look for in that person, but find the person. Well, just a recent experience happened to me. It's, it's, it's talking about what you just said. Having that person is imperative. I literally sold a company, was in the process of doing an exchange and brought that accountant on board, was able to change the structure of a contract, saved me just under half a million dollars. So a lot of times we think, we think like, I don't want to spend that money or I don't want to you know, do that cost. What are you actually, what is it costing you not to know your numbers? What is it costing you not to have someone to help you make those right decisions and to structure it the right way? And that could be from a financial perspective, a legal perspective, all those different things, right? So it's just finding that right balance. And like, I'm just going to reiterate, you don't have to be, I actually, you know, I'm trained in finance and I, I know my stuff decently well, but you can see, I still have people that I account on that make sure that everything's right in my eyes because there's, we don't know everything. We need those experts, period. Absolutely. Yeah. Christy, I got three more questions for you here. This is a, it used to be our lightning round, but you know, I, I'm not like a like super fast person. So it's just a, it's just a three question round is what it is. <laughs> uh, so first question okay. for you, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Dropbox would be the one I use the most. I mean, it's, I know it's probably the one of the most common ones, but I am in Dropbox every single day, syncing up my files and pulling and grabbing and using. Absolutely. I'm a Google Drive guy. Same thing. Same idea. It all just it helps productivity. <laughs> yep. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Hmm. I go through different seasons on who am I looking to, to, to learn? What am I actually trying to grow in? Ed Monlet. I mean, I, I like his podcast. Um, Tony Robbins. I'm a big fan of his work. You know, and I go through different seasons. Audiobook. I'm actually listening to more emotional growth and, and those kind of areas right now. I'm trying to think of it. Honestly, like, I'm like, what is the name of the book that I'm like listening to right now? That's pretty sad, right? There's the, there's the ADD. Oh my gosh. Joe, what is his last name? Joe Dispenza. Are you Joe familiar Disp with him? Okay. I've, no, no, not at all. Yeah. So he's, um, he was a chiropractor that is more mental strength. Um, so uh, I don't even know the name of the book, I, but now this is going to drive me crazy, but yes, go for it. Okay. Well, Christy's going to tell me, and we're going to put that book we're going to put that book in the show notes. So once you, once you find out. <laughs> Perfect. One more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, they have to be alive. You can have whatever. You can have a snack with them. You can have some coffee, tea, beer, wine. Who would it be? 
It would actually be Joe Dispenza. And the name of his book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, oh, so we okay. were talking about habits and we're talking about routines. Yes. And um, it's an amazing book. I mean, it's got 9,000 reviews on Amazon. It's, it's a, he's a pretty big author. And I've just, I'm actually listening to it. I'm almost done with the book. And it's just amazing. And it makes you really think like, mm, this is our mind controls so much and we don't even really know. And a lot of times it's those, it's those habits. So it would probably be him. I would actually, I'm learning meditation and I'm learning that practice still. And I am so far from imperfect from it because I'm wired to go. So I need things yeah. that more that stimulate me to stop and relax. So it's still a practice for me. And I would just be like, how, you know, I would want to know exactly how and exactly does he does all the different things. Um, but that's where I am in my season of what I'm trying to grow and where I'm trying to learn to make sure I'm the best for myself for all the different things that I'm Awesome. Awesome. This has been so great. I, I, I wanted to just keep asking you questions, but we're, uh, we're definitely uh, over time. Normally we're about 20 minutes. So this was great, Christy. I really, really enjoyed this. Where can people find out more about you and more about Start Planner? So um, Start Planner is just startplanner.com. My overall speaking website is start with Christy.com. And then start knowing your numbers is start knowing your numbers.com. You can find all the start brands at startbrands.com. I try to keep it really simple. Of course, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and it's just start with Christy. I try to keep it all consistent and easy. Um, and I would love to connect with any of you guys. So thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like you and I could talk about a bunch of different things for a really long time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thanks again, Christy. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.